You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. podcast. I hope you had a great holiday, Merry Christmas, and your new year is off to a great start. Today I'm talking with Marguerite, the founder of Addison Bay. I've known her for years back when she used to have a blog and worked at Lily. So it's been so wonderful watching her create and grow Addison Bay to the amazing activewear site and brand that it is today. I have many of her pieces and truly love them. Learn how a New Year's Day brunch inspired it all. But first, if you're an influencer listening today and wanting to focus on growing your collabs and being more profitable, then you have to take my Pitch Peak Profit course. It's a virtual course where I share my insider knowledge on pitching to help you be more successful. Right now, it's 22% off with the code New Year, all one word, at checkout. Find it on peakedpr.com. That's P-I-Q-U-E-D-P-R.com. All right, let's get into it. All right. So why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Uh, My name is Marguerite Atzik. I live in Philadelphia, and I am the founder and CEO of Addison Bay. I love that. And we've met like years ago when you first started blogging, so it's so fun to have you on the podcast today. Oh my gosh, my blog. That is like, (laughs) you you would have to dig up the archives to find that. It was a long time ago, but um, I really enjoyed doing that. Definitely. So now let's back up a little. Tell me a little bit about growing up. Were you always entrepreneurial? Were you into style? Like what were you like as a kid and where did this come from? Uh, Well, growing up, I was into sports. I feel like that was my life. I played you know, three sports all the way through high school, and then um, decided to focus my efforts on lacrosse and played um, lacrosse at the University of Virginia. Uh, for four years, I absolutely just loved my time being a student athlete there. So I really was a sports gal. Um, but I think I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother's an entrepreneur as well. And my mom really has an entrepreneurial spirit as well. So we kind of say it comes from her. And then in terms of style design, I've always been into that. I always cared about fashion. And so I was a sporty gal, but I always cared about um, a fashion sense as well. So that was kind of my my vibe growing up. I love that. And I feel like, you know, sometimes girls can be either like super sporty and not into fashion or vice versa. And I feel like, you know, you had both and it kind of is the brand today, which we'll talk a little bit about more, like combining both of those. Exactly. So you mentioned um, you studied at University of Virginia, correct? Yes. I loved my time there. Charlottesville is amazing. And what did you end up studying? Like you went to play sports, but what were you thinking your career would be then when you were studying in college? I had no idea what my career would be. So (laughs) uh, I think like most people, and I think that's kind of a refreshing thing to note, um, especially you know, in your 18, 19, 20, 20, I, I really didn't know. So I majored in communications, didn't have a real idea of where I was heading after graduation until, you know, kind of a little bit more towards the end. Um, but I was 
loved my time there. I love school, but I, and I really enjoyed playing lacrosse there. It was just such a fabulous experience being a student athlete and, be, you know, being so close with my teammates still to this day. It was a fabulous experience. That's awesome. So now after you have your degree in communications, what did you do after college? Like what was your first career step? Right after I graduated from college, I was really just trying to get my foot in the door at multiple different fashion companies. Um, My boyfriend, now husband, uh, my boyfriend at the time, had moved back to Philadelphia. So was really trying to work in the fashion industry in Philly. And there's just a few, a handful of um, fashion houses in Philly. So um, got a job at Lily Volter, which was such a dream job. So exciting. Um, But I think this is kind of important to note. I was just young and hungry. I just wanted to get my foot in the door. So the the first job I had was, it was, I think my exact title was account services. And it was um, something in relation to the specialty stores, which don't even exist now really. Um, and, but I had my fashion blog on the side, like you mentioned, that really kind of showed my creativity and style. So within 30 days of starting there, I was actually moved over to the marketing team to produce and style all e-commerce and campaign photography for the uh, company, which was so cool. Started out as an assistant, worked myself up a little bit. And then by the time I um, resigned several years later, I was in charge, you know, in the lead of all photography production, such an awesome experience. Um, But it really, the kind of the key thing here was right out of college, I was like, I'm not too good for any job here. I just got to get my foot in the door. I'll work in any department within the company. And then hopefully I can find a way to move departments within a year or two. And, you know, thankfully I got moved within 30 days because um, I think it was a much better fit for me, but, um, but really enjoyed my time at Lily Poulter. I, I was there actually, it was my first job out of college and I was, I stayed for seven years. So I clearly really enjoyed my time there. Wow. That's super cool. And I love that message of, you know, sometimes you just have to take what's offered and make the best of it. And it's more of a strategy, which I, I think is really smart. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So seven years there, moved my way up, moved around a little bit, but um, really enjoyed my time. It was awesome. That's really cool. So tell me about your time at Lily then. Like, what do you think you learned there that still applies to what you do today? Like, how how did that help you, that career and that position there? Uh, So Lily's awesome. Obviously, it's a huge company. Um, And something that's so cool about it, they still have... I think kind of like a startup, gritty, hardworking mentality. So um, you wear multiple hats. Um, it still kind of operates in a startup mentality. I think it's because it like is from the foundation. It's a way the you know original people there worked and it kind of filtered down. So it really is like a gritty, scrappy, wear multiple hats kind of environment. And I think that really taught me a lot in terms of starting my own company and being gritty and scrappy every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other cool thing is, they really encourage opinion, encouraged opinions from young people. So I would say like I was 22 and I'll never forget the CEO of the company turning to me in a meeting and being like, what do you think about that? And I was like, what? No, I'm 22. Like, I, don't look at me. You know, I'm like looking behind me like, hey, are they looking at a different person? Um, but no, it was cool. They, they wanted different brains in the room. And I say that to my team all the time, especially my awesome interns that are still in college. I'm like, what do you guys think about this? you know, with the TikTok craze or whatever <laughs> cool things happening. And they have such fresh, cool ideas that, that I 
I'm, you know, I'm in a different, completely different phase of life. Uh, so that's really, you know, encouraging to kind of ask for different opinions in the room. And they always did that. And I really learned and valued a lot from that and have um, transitioned that into my own company. That's so cool. Yeah, you wouldn't think that a large company like Lily would still be like that, but that's really admirable that they do that and so awesome. And I'm sure you learned a lot about like brand recognition from them too and that sort of aspect. Yes, of course I learned. I think the coolest thing for me was like I really learned the structure of the company. Mm-hmm. They always say the company was built on, you know, various different pillars and values, you know, and I cherished those when I was there and I've built my company on similar values and similar structure and pillars of the company and um, transition into kind of my own world. But I really learned like the foundation and structure of a company and how the departments all fit together, how all the people fit together and how they all work together. And like learning that was just so valuable. So I don't think I could have ever even started a company out of college because I wouldn't have known what I was doing. So having that time, you know, at a very big company and then you know, taking the leap and starting my own company was really, really valuable and just so important for my development. Definitely. So now speaking of your own company, Addison Bay, let's talk about that. Like when and why did you decide to start it? Like what was that aha moment of like, I have this idea, I want to do it? Yes. So I had definitely been thinking about the idea for a while. Um, I, you know, I had a couple other ideas, but this was definitely the the top one. And I was, I just got pregnant with my daughter. I was probably about like 12 or 14 weeks when I um, was pregnant with her and so thrilled. It was just like the greatest moment in life. And I, you know, was kicking around the idea, should I do it? Should I not do it? It was a pretty crazy time to take the leap and start a company considering I was in my first year about to, you know, second trimester of pregnancy with my first child. Um, but my aha moment, and I, I've told this story before, I was at Park, um, which is a restaurant right in Rittenhouse Square in Center City, Philadelphia. And it was New Year's Day. And everybody was there clinking champagne and celebrating the new year. And I would say, arguably, it's one of the chicest places to get brunch in town. And I looked around and 99% of women were wearing leggings and clinking their champagne in this like festive, super chic environment. And I was like, whoa, there's something here. Like Mm -hmm. people are wearing leggings far beyond the gym. I know I see it, you know, on the streets at school drop off, people running around doing errands, but like we're at the chicest place having brunch in town and everyone's wearing leggings. The women are looking for more fashion forward options in the activewear space. I need to start this company right now. And it really was my aha moment. I was like, if I don't do this now, someone else is going to do it. I'll be kicking myself there for the rest of my life. Um, and I knew at that exact moment, literally January 1st of 2018, that I had to take the leap and go for it. And that's when I, you know, just put my head down, put the blinders on and move forward. Wow, that's so cool. I love that story. Um, So tell me a little bit about then, you know, you have this idea, this aha moment, and you're going to go for it. Now, what are some of the first steps to like taking it from idea to actually doing it? I feel like that's so many people don't take that step. Like they have an idea, but they just don't do it. So what were some of the steps to launching it? Like getting the designs done, getting the website, like talk to me about that process. Yes. Um, well, very first thing I did, um, I went and met with my brother, who is also an entrepreneur of several different companies, um, very successful, and went went to him and told him my idea. And he's like, okay, I like the idea, which was, whew, check. <laughs> um, and he was like, 
go back, write a business plan and then come back to me. So meaning like, I'm not going to take you seriously until you put pen to paper and like really think through this and think through the logistics. So I wrote a business plan and I used the Forbes business plan um, structure, which I think is like six questions. And it, you know, just, it's almost like therapy, writing a business plan. You get asked hard questions that you really have to think through and write down, not just like talking them out. So mm-hmm. that was really important. I wrote the business plan, took it back to my brother and he was like, this is complete trash. Write it again. <laughs> and wrote it about eight, nine, 10 times, 10 times. He's like, all right, you got something. Now you got to go pitch the idea to investors. Um, so I raised enough capital to start the company by the time I was five months pregnant. And at that point, I knew I was ready to run. So I wrote the business plan. I had the structure. The foundation was rock solid, raised enough capital, minimal amount of capital to start the company as, you know, as least as least amount that I could to get the company off the ground. And then I resigned from my current job, which I absolutely loved at five months pregnant. And I went all in knowing if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And I need to put my time and energy towards this before the baby comes have the baby real quick. And then, um, you know, really launched the actual company transactionally just a few months after my daughter was born. So I I went all in and resigned when I was pregnant, which a lot of people scoffed at and thought was pretty crazy. Um, But I believed in myself and I believed in the company and the brand and the vision. And so I, you know, kind of put the blinders on, stopped listening to others and focus on myself and what I knew I could do. I love that. Also, I love how you're like, oh, just had a baby real quick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So let's talk a little bit about like the first designs then. Obviously, leggings were included. So tell me about like what you entered the marketplace with. So that's probably been the biggest shift with our company and the structure. So that business plan I wrote, chuck that out the window. It is borderline irrelevant now because so much has changed. And I think that's what's what is important when you start a company, there's a ton of pivoting that happens mm-hmm. um, and you need to be agile to be able to pivot during multiple times. We've obviously seen this during COVID tons of brands have pivoted in mul- multiple different ways. And um, we certainly have been in that place, but in a different way. So when I first launched the company, it was Addison Bay. Um, really the idea was to curate the best assortment of fashion forward activewear from all over the globe. So I wanted to be a one-stop shop for all these fashion forward activewear brands from London, LA, Australia, New York, and really be like, this is your one place that you can get all of them super easy. Um, So that's how we launched the company and how we structured the company for about a year. And on the business plan, I wrote year four or five, we'll, you know, start our private label, we'll design and produce it. And about three months in, I was like, I know exactly who my consumer is. Let's start designing and producing our private label. We launched it 15 months into the company, so December of 2019, at and it was 18% of the business. Today, fast forward to December 2021, we are 97% Addison Bay. Wow. So we have heard from our consumer loud and clear. That's exactly what she wants. She cares a little bit less about these other brands and really loves the Addison Bay brand. So it's amazing. What more can I ask for? I'm so thrilled. Um, but it's just so wild that, you know, I started it right and tight. I was like, we're going to keep this to be a smaller uh, assortment. Mm-hmm. And now it's grown into something bigger. I have a full-time designer on the team, two production um, employees on the team. Like we really are cooking with fire now. It's really exciting. 
Wow, that is a huge pivot. I mean, especially, yeah, you have to get a designer and it's a whole different skill set than even in that. So that's super impressive. But I think that's what, you know, anyone listening with a business or that wants to be an entrepreneur, it's being able to pivot and to to recognize the opportunities and go after them, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I just listened to the consumer. We were we kept selling out of Addison Day product and the other brands were kind of sitting on the shelves. And so we designed into more and we went deeper in our assortment and went deeper in our units. And we're really, I'm very, very excited about what 22 has to bring because we're really growing very rapidly. And with our own brand, like it's such a cool feeling just walking on the streets, seeing people wear Addison Bay. That's our actual brand. Like that is my baby, my third baby. Um, And that's probably, it's just so much cooler than women buying leggings from us from another brand and wearing them on the street that felt cool early days this is just like absolutely surreal it's amazing that's so cool so tell me then a little bit about the design process like how far in advance are you guys designing like where are you getting inspiration like let's talk a little bit about design now yeah design so i would say actually my training i probably sat like the opposite corner from the designers and production team at Lily. So I really, I was on the marketing side. So I really didn't have that much um, training when it came to design, but I've learned quite a bit now, um, which is great. And I think that's one of the coolest things about being an entrepreneur. You get to learn so many different things that you have to learn. Yeah. Um, A lot of Googling happening. So we, in terms of design, I really, I understand my consumer now. Like I just know exactly where she's going, what she's doing, why she needs fashion act, fashion forward activewear, um, pieces that need to take her from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So I built that foundation and structure of who my consumer is first. Then I designed into who she is. Okay. So I was very clear about like, this is my consumer. This is what she's shopping for. And then we designed into it. So uh, basically with design, our main focus is we want pieces that can take her from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., so all parts of her day, all parts of her life, um, but also pieces that are fashion forward, but not completely wild and out there. So they just have like one little fashion forward element or something that elevates a basic style to make her feel a little bit more polished and put together. Um, I use the word polished a lot. I feel like polished activewear is kind of our shtick, and I really just want her to feel polished, put together, but equally functional and comfortable because we need to be comfortable and functional throughout the day. So that really um, is our big focus on design. Um, Ashley, my amazing initial buyer, now she's merchandise fair allocator, wears tons of different hats, my very first employee. She's amazing. So she and I were designing early days and working with the production team to bring it to life. And now we have a full-time designer in-house who is very talented and has really pushed us forward to the next level. Um, We're currently designing spring 2023. Wow. So it's crazy. That's so cool. And I have so many pieces of yours, honestly. I, I love them. And I think one of my favorite things is how they pair back to one another. Like you can sort of mix and match and like from season to season and piece to piece. Like that's what I love. It's kind of effortless in that sense. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That means so much. I'm so thrilled. That is all my amazing first employee, Ashley. She is a dream merchandiser and basically makes 75 outfits work with just like three pieces. It's yeah. so fun. So um, she's so great. And again, like my team has just done so much to push us forward. I really wasn't trained in this. I, again, like I said this earlier, I've always had an eye 
for style design. I've had, I have taste in the fashion sense. Um, but it's, you know, we need, we needed people to take us further and my team and employees, they just done such a fabulous job pushing us forward. And so I credit them a lot. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about marketing, which is sort of your hat then. Um, what would you say has been your biggest marketing tool for you guys? So I would say the first, top two, probably digital advertising and influencer marketing have been really strong for us. Um, I think we've really started to spend in the digital space. And the main goal in terms of marketing is to acquire new consumers. That is what I'm constantly um, focused on and have been trained on actually from my Lily days. Um, so we're just a, trying to acquire new consumers, you know, every which way we can. So we try multiple marketing things and throw out multiple lines. I would say digital advertising and influencer marketing have bit the most, meaning they've been the most successful. Um, and then probably third, we host tons of events. So I have gone to one zillion events in my first three and a half years of the company and really just getting in front of the consumer and meeting her and getting feedback from her and really just getting to acquire people in person. Really, once they feel our product and see the quality is extremely high, they feel much more confident purchasing than online. And I get that. So mm -hmm. we try and get in front of her, meaning the consumer, um, as much as possible. And so events are kind of like a marketing tactic that we talk about a lot internally. But Far um, first and second are probably digital advertising and influencer marketing, which have been we've we've seen significant growth there. That's super cool, and I I like the fact that you guys still do events. I feel like, you know, everyone's dream and a lot of businesses now are solely online, and they kind of forget about that personal interaction and you know talking with the consumer and being in front of them like directly, so they can see and feel it and meet them and hear them. Um, so I love that you guys are incorporating that into it too. No, yeah, it's great. I love meeting the consumer so much. Um, consumer meaning customer. Yeah. We call them different things. But um, it's just so fun to meet her in real life, whether she's shopped with the brand before and is so excited about seeing the brand in person and shopping in person, or she's a first-time customer and I'm getting to introduce her to the brand. That's really special and really cool. Definitely. Now, let's talk about like what's been your greatest challenge in this business? Like, What's, what's the hardest part? Well, startup life, there's, they say it's a roller coaster. So <laughs> high highs and low lows. Um, the lows are pretty darn low. So I would say kind of early days, I had a hard time combating the lows and just getting out of that and um, moving forward. So I think that one is just the biggest challenge that like you are on this crazy roller coaster, something amazing can happen, then whoop, like all the way down, you know, so it's, it's truly wild every day. Part of the reason I do love it though. So, um, and then the other challenge, Really, it's just hiring and man managing a team. Mm -hmm. I love my team so much. They are amazing. The hardest workers, so smart, so talented. Um, but I have to say, I'm very picky when it comes to hiring and bringing people into our on, onto our team. So I really don't make quick decisions on that front. Um, I just take my time and make sure it's a good fit before moving forward. Just because we have such a small team, so I want to make sure you know each person that enters our little family is the right fit. And so that hiring and managing has probably been the hardest challenge thus far. Yeah. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs agree with that. It's it's hard to take that leap and, you know, invest in someone new where it pays off at the end, but it has to be that right person. Right. So on the flip side to that, 
what's been your greatest success or something you're really proud of that you've been able to accomplish with your business? Well, I was going to say personally, my greatest success are my <laughs> two children. I like just think they hung the moon. They are the most amazing little kiddos ever. I adore them. I have a three-year-old daughter and one-year-old son. So Aww. that's my person, personal greatest success. I just adore them so much. Um, professionally, I oh, there's so many, like we call them little wins throughout the experience that we've had starting this company. But um, oh, I think starting or opening our first brick and mortar store this past year was pretty special. Um, I'm very proud of it. And it's front facing for customers to see and touch in real life. And it really was looking back on 2021. I'm feeling very nostalgic for the year because it was just such a special pinch me moment this year, opening our own store. And you can, again, refer to that initial business plan that I've now chucked out the window. Um, but I didn't have plans for a brick and mortar. Like that was not on the business plan. It was like, we're going to be a hundred percent e-commerce company. We're going to reach tons of consumers. And that's still our main goal and our number one door. Um, but opening a store in Avalon, New Jersey this year was probably my greatest success and the team's greatest success because it was a true team effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very, very, very proud of it. And every time I drive by, walk by, go for a run with my kids, run by, and my little daughter screams out, Addison Bay. Oh. Like it is truly the greatest, greatest, greatest feeling in the whole world. So I, I'm, it was a huge success, but we have a long way to go and we got to keep working hard. Yeah, no, I love that though. That's and that's adorable. And they scream Addison Bay. That's so cute. <laughs> so since this is the Preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? Like in these modern times, what does Preppy mean to you? I know, yeah, Preppy means a lot of things to a lot of different people. And I feel like sometimes it gets a very uptight rap. Um, I really think to me, preppy means polished and classic. Like those are the two words I think of when I think of preppy. Yep. I love that. That's a great answer. Um, so now let's, I have a few little like short answer questions. Um, what are some of your favorite accounts to follow on social media? Like, are there other influencers, people, brands, like who do you like to follow? Let's talk about like three of your top follows. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love things I bought and liked. I just like mm-hmm. find her banter very, very, very funny. Um, and I yeah. think her opinions are very real. Um, I love my very good friend, uh, Natalie Seam from the Nat Note. She, we yeah. went to UGA together and I love oh. her edits. Everybody needs to follow her. She's amazing. Um, her edits are really cool. She sends out um, notes every single Monday and she just has impeccable style. And we went to UGA together. We were the same year and I just love supporting her and she supports us. It's very fun. Um, and then... Everyone needs to follow my one of my BFFs, Amanda Jones Vaughn. She has is has such amazing style. She has a cute little son, so very fun to follow along as well. Um, and she just has a really fun edit, and you know, pairs things back really well. So she'd be a really fun follow. That's so cool. Now, what about uh, other brands that you love that maybe pair well with Addison Bay, or you know, when you're not wearing Addison Bay, you're wearing these other brands? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, there's a ton of female founded brands right now that are absolutely crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love supporting them and um, speaking to other founders uh, in this space, but 
Love Jane Wynn, wear her necklaces every single day. Janie, the founder, is fabulous, has amazing style. Um, I know Alexa from Margo. She's awesome, super smart, and the shoes are so comfortable and, and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Neely and Chloe are awesome. I think you've spoken with them before. Yeah. And they are so fabulous, and their bags are amazing. I just got one from their collection from Pencil Paper Co., and it's gorgeous. Um and then I love the team at Tucker Nook. They're yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome girls. So hardworking. I just adore them. Those are all great follows and great places to shop and support. So that's awesome. Now, we you kind of mentioned that um, when you went to write your business plan, you looked at the Forbes business plan model. But where else would you say that you look for like business or fashion um, advice, like whether it's like a book, a movie, a website, a blog, a show, like anything like that? Like what would you suggest people check out? Yeah. Okay. So book, everyone needs to read Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Definitely the best book, business book that I read. Mm -hmm. I'm not like a big, like, let me sit down and read this business book, but it's a (laughs) real story about Nike and Phil Knight building it up. And I think just the crazy, crazy, crazy problems. Like there were multiple times that they were going to go under Mm -hmm. back in the seventies. And I just find that so interesting because, but then, you know, he would have little wins along the way that kind of like push him forward. And that really is that like roller coaster mentality that I'm on right now that I so appreciate hearing other brands talk about. So, um, I, I really enjoyed that book. Obviously Nike is what it is today. So, um, it's pretty, it's a pretty, good read. And I, I've honestly read it like three times and I gift it to every single person on my team. So, um, that's definitely a great one. I love every week or maybe multiple times a week. Um, retail brew sends out emails. It's just like a really nice pulse of what's going on in the retail market. What, uh, VC investments have been made in huge companies. Um, some IPO information, there is some valuation information that I find so interesting. Um, just like kind of getting a pulse on what other brands are doing and value that in the industry. And it's really very interesting. So, you know, it just shows up in your inbox. Easy, easy read. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of like fashion inspiration, I, you know, good old Instagram. I feel like I definitely like, I'm like, mm, what am I going to wear tomorrow? And I just like scroll on Instagram and get 10 different ideas from 10 different things and kind of piece them all together. And I find that more fun, kind of like making my, I never want to copy anyone. I always want to do my own thing. Um, So kind of like piecing them together my own way, but being inspired by others is really fun. Definitely. So now what's next for you? Like any sneak peeks? Obviously you're designing uh, spring 2023, but anything like closer on the horizon that you can share a little sneak peek of or tell us to look out for? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, okay. What to look out for spring 22 will be on Saks. So that would be very fun. Um, looking at opening new stores. Uh, I have to say the Avalon store that we opened, which is a seasonal store, uh, was extremely successful. So I am now more interested in the brick and mortar world. So, um, definitely, you know, looking in that space and different markets, mm-hmm. um, not in Pennsylvania or New Jersey or New York, anywhere in the tri-state area. It's oh. somewhere else different. So stay tuned. Um, but really, I'd like to continue growing my team. Um, we just expanded offices this, this year. So I think we'll, you know, expand even further at some point. Um, and at some point down the line, I hope to either 
buy our own warehouse or build out some huge fulfillment center. So I think that would be fun. Um, I have a huge long vision board of like all these exciting things that are going to happen. So, um, you know, just keep, I keep trying to put them into reality and little by little, you know, keep checking them off the box, but some really fun and exciting things happening in 22 and um, the Addison Bay brand is going to grow significantly in 22. So very, very excited for that. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to follow along and stay tuned for everything. (laughs) So my last question is where can people find you? Let everyone know like the Instagram handle, the website URL to shop, like all of that stuff so that they can follow along, they can shop. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please follow us on Instagram at Addison Bay. Um, and then our website is www.addisonbay.com. Please sign up for emails. You'll get to shop early, find out about exclusives, um, launch dates, tons of behind the scenes, all the fun things. Um, so definitely sign up for emails and follow us on Instagram for all the fun stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun diving in and learning more about your business. Thank you so much, Patricia. This was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 